So we're here to continue with our ventures in Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 11, Chapter 25, the three modes and beyond. I believe we're up to text number 20, where there's been a uh, a list and various categories of uh, of the three modes. This part here, different items or areas as affected by the modes. Uh, so in text 19, uh, the kinds of devas strengthened. And this is why I thought it was interesting because when they mention uh, these beings, they say, uh, uh, the devas, the asuras, uh, and the um, uh, rakshashas. And then uh, I was wondering what 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 they call these kind of superhuman beings. But uh, in in uh, there's a, a, a list. In third canto, part two, where we see that uh, or the d- divisions of creation are described, they mention the creation of the human beings who are of one species only, but then when it comes to 28-29, the creation of the, the Buddhas, the demigods, uh, is translated that way, the Buddhas, but which basically means the wise, within the first category is Davids. And there's the list. Uh, uh, and it includes the Devas, uh, the Pitris, uh, the Apsaras, the Demons, the Asuras, uh, the Yakshas and Rakshashas, the Siddhas, the Charnas, the Dardas, the Bhutas, Pratas, and Tachas, and then what's translated here as superhuman beings, the generals, all these different like kind of um, of, of, uh, of uh, entities that are that are not exactly devas, but I would call them just superhuman beings. Anyway, it's this verse that says that when the with the increase of the mode of goodness. The, the devas become stronger. When there's increase in the mode of passion, the demons become stronger, the demons being the asuras, the enemies of the devas. Remember, that's where the Star Wars is between these two interplanetary warfare. And then when it says in the text, the strength of the most wicked, wicked means the rakshashas. Yakshas and Rakshashas are often occurred together. And then the interesting point in Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's purport says that when the nature of detachment, attachment, and bewilderment, that is to say, detachment, goodness, attachment, uh, passion, bewilderment, ignorance, when the natures of detachment, attachment, bewilderment, and the senses of the individual bodies increase, the presence of devatas, demons, and rakshashas should be understood. Sounds like, you know, supernatural influences in those states. 
Okay. Now we'll do 20 states of consciousness. This is called avastha. Avastha just means state. But what's being described here are uh, states that actually four states of consciousness are, are, are mentioned. So, so let, me, let me read this verse. Let me first say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, Sattva Jagaranam Vidyad Rajasa Swapnam Adishet, Swapam Tamasa Jantos, Uriyam Trishu Santatam, it should be understood that alert wakefulness comes from the mode of goodness. Sleep with dreaming from the mode of passion and deep dreamless sleep from the mode of ignorance. The fourth state of consciousness pervades these three and is transcendental. So that's why I said this avastha states refers to states of consciousness. Four. Huh? So, uh, Jagaranam, waking consciousness, is uh, 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 goodness. Uh, uh, it says Swapna, which means dreaming sleep. Swapna, in general, sometimes we just use to sleep, it's, it's dreaming sleep. Uh, uh, is passion and then ignorance, tamasa is praswapam uh, this is deep dreamless sleep now you may not think of that as a state of consciousness but it's considered one uh, by the Bhagavatam Vedic philosophy, yeah, it's a state of consciousness. And they always say that when you wake up from a deep dreamless sleep, you're very refreshed. That so somehow or other that's a state, even though you don't exactly remember anything happening because nothing happened. <laughs> no, like in a dream, you can remember your dreams. But, but anyway, this is a, a state of consciousness. And then here, what he... Uh, this text does, in which Vishnu Chakravarti does throughout the purport, is now mentioned was transcendental. The Turiyam, the fourth transcendental state, uh, uh, is this uh, uh, pervades these three and is transcendental. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says. Uh, what state of being do the gunas produce? States of being do the gunas produce? That is answered in this verse. The state beyond the gunas is described. Uh, the fourth state extends over the other three states in the form of one atma. So the atma is there. And then uh, this interesting idea of the fourth state, this Turiya, the fourth, uh, um, uh, that when they say Turiya, uh, 
if you uh, are looking at Srimad Bhagavatam 11, 15, uh, uh, 16, it describes Narayan as the fourth. The yogi who places his mind in my form of Narayana, known as the fourth factor, full of all opulences, becomes endowed with my nature and thus obtains the mystic perfection called Vasita. So this, the fourth also refers to Krishna. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then it's mentioned in the purport to this verse in the 11th canto, uh, deluded by the three modes, goodness, passion, and ignorance, the whole world does not know me, who am above the modes and inexhaustible, and they say the Lord is called Turiya, or the fourth factor beyond the three modes of nature. According to Srila Vira Raghava Acharya, Turiya also indicates that the Lord is beyond the three ordinary phases of consciousness, namely wakefulness, dreaming, and dreaming sleep, each of those being associated with the mode of nature. So... Uh, that's, that's where this idea of the fourth comes. <laughs> and um, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, commenting on that same verse, that is to say, 11, 15, 16, uh, uh, he says, the yogi who concentrates uh, uh, on my, his mind on my form of Narayan, known as the fourth factor, Bhagavan, attains the mystic perfection called Vasitha, not being influenced by the gunas, since he possesses my qualities. There's very interesting ideas here, by the way, that when you meditate on something, you take on the qualities of what you're meditating. Uh, Uh, anyway, there's uh, uh, other places. Uh, 12th Canto, 11.22. I'll just read the English one. Can conceive of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in terms of awakening consciousness, sleep, and deep sleep, which functions respectively through external objects, the mind, and material intelligence and also in terms of the fourth transcendental level of consciousness, which is characterized by pure knowledge. Uh, anyway, this is... Then also Vasudev, Sankarsham, Pagyumna, Aniruddha are also allied, associated with these, these uh, states. Interestingly enough, I just got tripped out a little bit on this part. Another place where the word Turiya, the fourth state, is mentioned um, is uh, yeah, I see this. Yeah, the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita Ari Lila 2, 52 and 53 uh 
says, uh, superficially we see that these Purushas have a relationship with Maya, but above them the fourth dimension is Lord Krishna, who has no contact with the material energy. So it says here that these three Purushas, the three Purushas, Karana, Dakshayi Vishnu, Gapa Dakshayi Vishnu, Shiro Dakshayi Vishnu, they, they are, in the, in the Bengali, Maya Ganda. There's a scent, a scent, of, a whiff of Maya, because they have some relationship with the material energy. Uh, uh, and Prabhupada comments on this. He says, so that's why the, uh, uh, the, these are all three forms of super soul. Uh, these three ocean-lying Vishnus. Uh, all have a relationship with the material energy called Maya, because through Maya they create the material cosmos. Uh, and then he mentions that that uh, yeah, the Karna, Garva, and Shira oceans, uh, and that Kara, uh, lying on the Karna, Dakshaya Vishnu means the Vishnu who lies on the ocean of Karna is the super-soul of the collective universes. Garbodakshayi Vishnu is the super-soul of the collective living beings, and Shirodakshayi Vishnu is the super-soul of all individual living beings. Not super-soul, but there's three features of super-soul. And then Prabhupada says, because all of them are somehow attracted to the affairs of the material energy, they can be said to have some affection for maya. But the transcendental position of Sri Krishna himself is not even slightly tinged by Maya. His transcendental state is called Tariya, or the fourth dimensional state. Anyway, that's just sort of getting into the Tariya thing there, in case you're interested. <laughs> anyway, so now, uh, uh, so these three states of consciousness, goodness, passion, and ignorance, and then the fourth state, and is transcendental. Vishnu Chakravarti says, uh, the fourth state extends over the other in the form of one Atma. I mean, you are the, if somebody experiences these three states. Um, next, text 21. Upari uh, Pari Gachchamki Satvena Brahmana Jana Tamasadhoda Amukyat Rajasantara Charinaha. Translation Learned Persons Dedicated to Vedic Culture. This is this Brahmana. Learned persons dedicated to Vedic culture are elevated by the mode of goodness to higher and higher positions. The mode of ignorance, on the other hand, forces one to fall headfirst into lower and lower births, and by the mode of passion, one continues transmigrating through human bodies. Uh, so this is the kind of karmic destination of type of bodies in the text 30 where these are mentioned, uh, the different things, topics. It's called akriti. 
belong a akkihi, which basically means shape, kind, or species. Uh, so these three of them. So uh, the learned person dedicated to Vedic color, culture, this is Brahmanas. Uh, upari, upari, higher and higher, prachanti, they go. That's your direction, up to the heavenly planets, or higher and higher. You know? uh, then, Shana uh, Tamasa, uh, uh, persons uh, uh, conducted by the mode of ignorance, Adha, uh, Adha, lower and lower. So you get this Upari, Upari, and Adha, Adha. Down, down, down they go. Huh? And then it says Amukyat, which is translated here as head first. Uh, 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 well, well, there's another translation of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur gives in the report. And, and by the mode of passion, uh, Rajasa Antaracharinaha, uh, one continues transmigrating through human bodies, remaining in intermediate situations is the antaracharinaha. Uh, antar, in between. And, and char, the word char in Sanskrit means to go, wander, graze. Uh, and so these are those who go in the middle. They translate here as human bodies between the, the upper direction uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says another reading instead of Upari Upari is Abramano Jana. They go up to Brahmaloka by Satta. And either must be a variant reading of the text or somebody's commentary. I don't know. Abramano Jana. And then he says with his Amukyat, he says they go down to plant life by Tamas. And then lower and lower, you takes that that means you really are going, yeah, plants, maybe their heads are down and their tails are up, I don't know, up to good sense. They become humans, antaracharanaha, by rajas. And then he says, by nirguna bhakti, they go to vaikuntha. Bhakti, that is free from the modes. Not impersonal, but free from the modes, nirguna bhakti. Niguna Brahman, but here is Niguna Bhakti, they go to Vaikuntha. So you see, he, and it doesn't say it in the verse, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur adds the transcendental situation. Now, uh, Upari Upari, I like that, Upari Upari, Ada Ada. Okay. 22, Nishta which I take means state or position. So this means one state or position uh, uh, upon leaving the body because 22 says, Sattve pralina swarjanti naralokam rajolaya 
Amolayastu nirayam yantimam evanirgunaha. Those who leave this world in the mode of goodness go to the heavenly planets. Those who leave, who pass away in the mode of passion, remain in the world of human beings. Those dying in the mode of ignorance must go to hell. Those who are freed from the influence of all modes of nature come to me. Uh, So the words here, uh, pralina, it's, it's the sort of really meaning of Pralina has disappeared. I think maybe we say disappearance day, Pralina, kind of a euphemism for dying, you know. But anyway, it means dissolved or reabsorbed into Pralina. Uh, those who, uh, uh, and, and the word Laya uh, also can mean death, Jalaya. Pralina both. So those in Satve, Pralina, those who who pass away uh, in that mode, go to Swaha. That is to say the heavenly planets. Rajalaya, those people who die in the mode of passion. Yanti, they go, Naraloka. Amalaya, those who I am the mode of ignorance to uh, Nirayam. Nirayam's hell. Empty. Ma meva nirgunaha. But those who are f- uh, free from the modes, nirguna, uh, they go to me, he says. Uh, Swami, when uh, translating this, he actually adds in the translation, the same translation he takes from the Bhagavatam, but following Vishnachakavari Thakur, the last sentence is, but those in the translation, those who are free from the influence of all modes of nature come to me, even while living. <laughs> because Vishnachakavari Thakur comments on this, he says, the results attained by the gunas present at the time of leaving the body are described. Whatever guna is strong at that time, that guna becomes particularly visible in the destination. Thus, when people die with strong sattva, they go to swarga. When rajas is strong at the time of death, they are rajalaya, they are born as humans. When they die with strong tamas, they go to hell. The word laya, or dying, is not used for those beyond the gunas. Uh, uh, he just says, Yante mam evanirgo, they go to me. It doesn't say they die, they just go to me. Uh, who are uh, 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 in the mode of, uh, free from all the modes. So that's why Krishna Chakravarti Thakur says, the word maya, or dying, is not used for those beyond the gunas, even while living, without dying, those who are beyond the gunas, because of bhakti, uh, to me, attain me. That's why, that's why 
That's why this is uh, uh, this is there. Although it's talking about dying, you, know, you don't even use the word uh, according to him. Now with text twenty-three, uh, dealing with karma, work or action, uh, it says. Madarpanam nishpalam va tattikam nijakarmatat rajasam palasan kalpam sa prayadhitamasam. Work performed as an offering to me without consideration of the fruit is considered to be in the mode of goodness work performed with a desire to enjoy the result is in the mode of passion. And work impelled by violence and envy is in the mode of ignorance. Interesting. Hmm? So, uh, yeah, it's not to enjoy the result, but just to hurt somebody else. Uh, violence and envy. Kimsa, Priya. Uh, Adi. Uh, so uh, I want to read Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport to this. It's interesting. And uh, this is text 23. He says uh, in his purport, he who performs prescribed duties which are offered to me is in sattva. So this is prescribed duties. Narada said, then he quotes Bhagavatam 1.5.12, nice karmyam apyatutta bhava varajitam nashobita gyara adam niranjanam kunashasvad and he translates it like this, even the stage of jnana without the bondage of karma is not glorious, nice karmyam. Even the stage of jnana without the bondage of karma is not glorious, na shobhita, na shobhata, because it is devoid of bhakti to the Supreme Lord. What is the use of having destroyed ignorance? What do you speak of sakama karma, which is suffered during the practice during practice and perfection, and nishkarma, uh, which were not offered to the Lord? So he says, thus any karma prescribed in dharma shastra if not offered to the Lord, is useless. That statement should be considered in the present verse. The daily duty should be offered, offered to me. Even kamya karmas, uh, that is to say, thing you do to satisfy desires, uh, even kamya, kamya karmas, without desire for material results, should be offered to me. These actions are in sattva. So normally, 
something that's done just for sense gratification. If you could do it without desire for results, you should do it off you. I'm eating, for example, I think it's probably a kamya karma. These actions are in sattva. Kamya karma, with a desire for the result, but offered to me, are in rajas. Now notice that. You make so karmia, things you do for enjoyment, but you don't really do the, want the result. You offer it to me in sattva. Those things you do, they're karmia with a desire for the result, and you still offer them to me. That's in the mode of passion. Activities mentioned in irreligious scriptures with an aim to commit violence are in tamas. It seems to be talking about uh, uh, Dharma Shastra things, you know. So there are things which cursing and things like that tell you how to do that. Uh, then he says, pure worship with hearing and chanting is beyond the gunas. So that's different. In other words, uh, direct activities of bhakti like hearing, chanting, remembering, deity words, these things are beyond the gunas. But you do something that's supportive of bhakti, and, you know, and uh, you don't desire to enjoy the work, the, the that's mode of goodness. There's a difference between uh, things that I do uh, for the sake of Krishna uh, that are not actually uh, hearing, chanting, remembering, and so on. to say here in the BBT commentary, ordinary works performed as an offering to God without desire for results is understood to be in the mode of goodness. Ordinary work. That's how this, this kamya karma, they are taking this from, from Vishnu Chagavati. So they, they call it ordinary work. Whereas activities of devotion, such as chanting and hearing the glories of the Lord, are transcendental forms of work beyond the modes of nature. Interesting. Uh, point there. Uh, uh, and now, X24, which is a very long purport. <laughs> 24 Yadam, knowledge. Kaivalyam sattvikam jnanam rajo vaikalpikam chayat prakritam tamasam jnanam mam nishtam nirgunam smritam Absolute knowledge is in the mode of goodness. That is, this is kaivalyam jnanam. Absolute knowledge is in the mode of goodness. Knowledge based on duality is in the mode of passion, and foolish materialistic knowledge is in the mode of ignorance. Knowledge based on upon me, however, is understood to be in to be transcendental. Notice the difference between goodness and the transcendental. High volume. Uh, 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 
absolute knowledge. Now, when when, when Swami translates this based on Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur's purport, he does like this. Knowledge concerning the jiva apart from the body is in sattva. Knowledge with various options of doubt is in rajas. Vikalpakam. Uh, Vikalpa uh, is doubt. Manifold knowledge here. Uh, what do they say here? Based on duality. So the duality is this capacity of doubting. Could be like this or could be like that. Hypothetical knowledge. And then... Uh, Knowledge of material life is in Thomas. <laughs> That's materialistic knowledge. Knowledge of material life. <laughs> and knowledge concerning me, however, is uh, understood to be beyond the gunas. Um, now I'll read the BBT purport. And then I'll... Krishna uh, Chakravarti uh, Thakur is very short. Uh, so here the purport... The Lord clearly explains here that spiritual knowledge of his supreme personality is transcendental to ordinary religious knowledge in the mode of goodness. In the mode of goodness, one understands the existence of a higher spiritual nature within all things. So that's how they say it. Oh, I am myself in the spirit, but also I can see uh, everything as, as, as someone all-pervading higher spiritual nature. Uh, whereas uh, the way Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, the jiva apart from the body, is a little more specific than, than the BBT here. Uh, in the mode of passion, one acquires scientific knowledge. I'm back to the BBT here. In the mode of passion, one acquires scientific knowledge of the material body. Uh, And in the mode of ignorance, one fixes one's mind on the sense objects without higher awareness, perceiving things as a small child or a retarded person does. That's how they take it. Now, Srila Jiva Goswami, now, now we get his commentary uh, passed on to us. Srila Jiva Goswami elaborately explains in his commentary on this verse, must be a really long one, it's elaborate, that the material mode of goodness does not award perfect knowledge of the absolute truth. He quotes from Srimad Bhagavatam 6.14.2, proving that many great demigods in the mode of goodness could not understand the transcendental personality of Lord Krishna. In the material mode of goodness, one becomes pious or religious, aware of a higher spiritual nature. On the spiritual platform of purified goodness, however, one establishes a direct loving relationship with the absolute truth, rendering service to the Lord rather than merely maintaining a connection to mundane piety. So there's sattva and then what's called vishuddha sattva, uh, purified goodness. Shuddha sattva but vishuddha sattva. Or shuddha sattva or vishuddha sattva. Because it, it, it is interesting that, that, that sattva guna, Vishnu is in charge of that, uh, which 
but in the material world, that sattva that he's in charge of is bracketed or associated with the uh, passion of the Lord, controlled by Lord Brahma, and and uh, ignorance controlled by Shiva. So that Vishnu personally takes care of sattva in the material world because he is the Lord of Vaikuntha, in which that sattva is there, but there is no tinge whatsoever of any rajas or tamas. Uh, and so that, that when we experience sattva guna, we don't experience that absolute sattva. It's, it's, this is, that's why sometimes the shuddha sattva or shuddha sattva are called purifying goodness. That the sattva in the material world is always some little tinge of the associated other two gunas to it. That's my understanding, anyway. I will continue with the BBT purport. In the mode of passion, you mentioned the spiritual platform of purified goodness. You have the the uh, uh, direct loving relationship, uh, and not merely maintaining a connection to mundane piety. In the mode of passion, the conditioned soul speculates about about the reality of his own existence in the world around him considering speculatively the existence of the kingdom of God. That may be true, this may be true, this may be like that, it may be like that. I have to, you know, this is doubtable knowledge. Knowledge for which vikalpa, you can debate it. There's different opinions. And of course, if you try to tell anybody about Krishna consciousness, well, there's another opinion. Well, there's always another opinion. Um... In the mode of ignorance, one acquires knowledge for sense gratification, absorbing the mind and varieties of eating, sleeping, defending, and sex without any higher purpose. That's mostly mundane knowledge. It's actually a mode of ignorance. We call it, it's ignorant knowledge. Thus, within the modes of nature, the conditioned souls are trying to gratify their senses or else they are trying to free themselves from sense gratification but they cannot directly engage themselves in their constitutional liberated activities until they come to the transcendental position of Krishna consciousness uh, beyond the modes of nature. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has commented on this verse. Now, four types of knowledge and other items with gunas and without gunas are described in sequence because there's more to go on in this list. Knowledge concerning the jiva apart from the body is in sattva. Is that much spiritual knowledge is still sattva. You don't know. You know, there, there is the non-theistic sankhya, which, you know, the jiva is not. The self is not the body. That much you know. But there is no, you know, even anything beyond the jiva. It's a plurality of jivas. Anyway, knowledge concerning the jiva apart from the body is in sattva. Knowledge with doubt is in rajas. This may be real or unreal. The jivi may be eternal and subject to birth. It's just stated in a longer way in the in the BBT purport. Knowledge of material life, such as eating or playing, is in tamas. Knowledge concerning me is beyond the rulers. That's what he says. 
25, I guess we have, maybe we have to stop now. Not, not trying to finish uh, 25, which is Desha, meaning residence, your place of where you live, the forest, the town, or the gambling house, the casinos. Okay, so we'll stop there to pick up again with that part, the next 25. Remember, this list goes up to 29 of various things, food, happiness, so on, and then is summarized in, in, in 30. Okay. So, any questions or comments on any of these matters or anything else? esoteric knowledge there, huh? But interesting to me. Anyway, there's interesting things in here I thought that way. That's what I, I really was interested with, that the Davis is a whole category of beings which include the the Davis proper in it. That is interesting. Uh the implications of 22, where it doesn't say leaving the body, but just yanti ma mevanaguna, they go to me, uh, means that for a person who's nirguna, whether you're in the body or not, doesn't make any difference. In other words, one's, uh, who, who's in a transcendental position, even in this body, your eternal life has begun already. So you've already gotten the dying business over with by the process of be just becoming detached from all the modes of nature. You, in effect, died. Uh, interesting. All right. Good. We'll pick up next Sunday, then. February 22nd. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai, Srimad Bhagavata, Maki Jai.